0: Welcome to the Zen Stoic Podcast, where we take philosophies of Zen and Stoicism that have been helping people for thousands of years, and we bring them into modern discussions to create mental wellness and vitality. Welcome back, everybody, to the Zen Stoic Podcast. I'm your host, Victor Pirantoni. I'm here with my brother, my co-host, Nico Rebel.
1: Yes, Massive. It's yours truly, Nico Rebel, alongside my brother, Victor Pirantoni, on the Zen Stoic Podcast. What's good, family?
0: All right, all right. So today we are going to be answering a question from one of our listeners. So we had a listener chime in, send us a message on Anchor. Um, actually, if you guys didn't know that, you can send audio messages on Anchor. And if you do listen to this podcast on Anchor, feel free to send us an audio message of any questions or any topics that you'd like to discuss in this podcast because this is actually part of how we create some of the episodes. So without further ado, we're going to jump into Tyler's question. So Tyler listened to one of our original episodes way back when we started the Zen Stoic podcast, where we talk about the five patterns of sabotage. Now, the five patterns of sabotage come from Marcus Aurelius' Meditations Book 2, where Marcus Aurelius discusses the five ways that the soul does damage to itself. But for Zen Stoic, we've updated it to the five patterns of self-sabotage remember this, Nico?
1: Oh, yeah. This was one of my favorite lessons because, you know,
0: if it's coming from the OG,
1: it's always something good to be learned there.
0: That's right. That's right. So just as a, as a quick recap to the five patterns of self-sabotage, we're going to just recap them real quick. And then Tyler's question was, how do you remedy the five patterns of self-sabotage or any one of them that maybe you've been doing for a long time in your life? Now, this is a really important question because some of us maybe have been engaging in one of these for a lot longer than we would like. So it's always good to know what the remedies are and what you can start doing right now. And that's what this episode is going to cover. So the five patterns of self-sabotage or five patterns of sabotage rather are number one, to see yourself as separate from reality or separate from nature. Basically what this means is anytime that you get upset as if You're isolated from all of nature, isolated from reality. So this means an event happens outside of your control, a natural disaster happens, and you get upset as though this is happening to you, like you are somehow the victim in this situation. Now, I'm not saying that these things can't affect you, but to see yourself as separate, as though reality or nature tried to do something to you, that's where we start to sabotage ourselves and put damage on our soul like the OG would say. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's the first one. Now, if we're going to remedy that, for instance, one of the best remedies for this particular one is to practice meditation. If you practice meditation, what you start to do is you start to dissolve the lines between the individual ego and all of reality. And when you practice meditation over and over and you begin to build that self-awareness, you start to blur those lines and start to see the external reality almost like, a part of your own body and mind. And that is how we start to come back in touch with nature. We come back in touch with nature by simply doing something just as little as meditation on a regular basis. We start to dissolve those lines and stop getting so self-absorbed. So that's the first remedy, meditation. Real, simple, executable action that you can take to remove that particular pattern of sabotage. Pattern number two is to deliberately turn your back on someone else or try to do some kind of harm to another person. Now, this is something that a lot of people do when they have a lot of pain. They try to throw their pain at others. And if you've been doing this for a while, whether it's verbally, whether it's um, through you know lying or misrepresenting yourself in conversation or in a relationship, one of the ways to remedy this, I would say, is to begin looking at the people in your life through a place of appreciation. Even if you don't necessarily agree with them or they've not been kind to you, if you start to appreciate them as human beings, realizing that, hey, this person is not just like this, right? They've obviously had some pain too, the same way I have to inspire such a behavior. And in in that case, you begin first with the level of appreciation, with the level of compassion for that person. And just simply thinking and feeling compassion for another person begins to remove you from this. So in all your conversations, instead of going in thinking that, hey, this person's a jerk or whatever the case is, you go in thinking like, hey, this is another human being who's also been through some stuff just like me. And so that that sense of compassion is really important. Do you ever find that to be helpful in your conversations, Nico?
1: Definitely, bro. Because I think that compassion gives you the relatability that you need with that person that you're having a com- communication with. Right. So mm-hmm. if you don't express that compassion, there's no way you can relate to that person and what they're going through and what they're feeling It's almost is, would it be the same empathy?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's having empathy for one another that, you know, we're not always going to all be at our best. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we got to remember that.
1: Exactly, bro. Exactly.
0: That way we're not turning our back on each other. So that that would be the remedy for that second one there. Now, the third one is to be overpowered by pain or pleasure. So to be overpowered by pain is is pretty much along the lines of what we were talking about before. You're so overpowered by a painful emotion that you use it as a justifiable uh, excuse to engage in behavior that's probably not the best for you, whether that is uh, doing wrong by someone else or stuffing your face with Cheetos and watching Netflix instead of doing stuff that, you know, is important for you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you're trying to suppress that pain. So anytime you get overpowered by that pain, that is one of those uh, ways that we do damage to ourselves. We we allow the pain to define us. Now, overpowered by pleasure is another one, which is really interesting because a lot of people think like, Oh, well, isn't pleasure a good thing? Like, yes, to an extent. But we can think of pleasure kind of like salt. Like with a little bit, it's fantastic. It's just simply lovely. But if you pour a whole bag of salt into your food, it's mm, going to be too much. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so <clears throat> when it comes to being overpowered by pleasure, what this will often lead to is maybe even deceptive behavior like you want something so bad that you're willing to lie for it or you want something so bad that you're willing to manipulate for it and that is the the sense of being overpowered by pleasure that's being overpowered by desire so the way to remedy that is to again you can come back to things like meditation you can come back to th- something like journaling when you have an emotion come up a painful or a pleasurable emotion where you feel yourself kind of uh, not centered, but overly excited, overly uh, enthusiastic, um, wh- whether it's positive or negative, a good thing to do in that moment is stop, breathe, meditate, reflect in a journal as to what you're feeling and ask yourself, what is this emotion trying to tell me? So that, that's, that's one remedy that I found works really, really well for myself and for a lot of my students out there. Uh, so that's one way to answer emotions when they come in to understand them to better communicate with your own emotions now that leads us to number four which number four is to be deceptive or manipulative right to to lie basically to be untruthful now the way to remedy this is it's very simply to begin telling yourself the truth not just yourself but in conversation being as truthful as you can with others right Now, I know that can be nerve-wracking for some people, especially if you have built a relationship on uh, half-truths with another person (laughs) because you're not quite aligned with them. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think there's a high percentage of people that live their lives on
0: half-truths
1: or live their lives on the truths of other people.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, I was just discussing um, with one one of my students this idea that we we will often learn to put on a mask in order to gain the approval of others in order to be someone who we're not so that we can get things that we feel like we need uh, to impress people we don't even care about or we don't Jeez. like. <laughs> and, and so when we put on that mask, we start to have to try to be like this, this mask or this role that we've assumed. And the way out of that, again, is to begin bringing yourself a place, uh, into a place of self-awareness. Um, that is m- most effectively done through meditation, but the other ways to, to kind of do this is to, uh, if you find yourself having a lot of resistance, or you find yourself exhausted based on the mask you've been putting on or the role you've been having to play, whether that's at work with your friends or, or anything like that talks from some of those environments. If you're able to, if you're not able to, cause maybe it's your job and you need to make a transition, one of the best things to do there is to maybe begin developing a plan for transition and seeking out a place where you can be more you versus the you that has to always put on that mask. Because we want to be as honest as we can with ourselves. So number one, be transparent and honest with others. Number two, if it's an environmental thing um, that involves more than just a conversation or relationship with someone else, then it's better to develop a transition plan. Sometimes it's not as easy for us to just cut things off like that. So that leads us into the fifth one. The the fifth pattern of sabotage is to operate without aim or purpose, simply just drifting around. Now, the best remedy for this is to set yourself some goals. You want to remember that the purpose of goals is not to give you a sense of validation, but to give you a sense of direction, to give you something to aim at. Bruce Lee said it in his book, where he talked about how a goal is not necessarily something that you have to hit, but at least it gives you something to aim at. And when we have something to aim at, we have a path, we have movement, we have direction. And that's the whole idea of that. To remedy that one, set yourself some goals, whether they're personal or professional.
1: Definitely massive. So if you guys have these five things that you're struggling with here are the remedies here are the things that we could use to kind of improve and become better so Tyler I hope that answered your question and if you guys have any other questions feel free to leave us a voice note on the anchor app or through the anchor app and we'll be we'll we'll answer it same way how Vic broke it down right now we'll always do that follow us on Instagram it's zen stoic underscore v boom